God is the foundation, and then you have others, self, and then the work world, is that um, pretty much if your foundation is broken, if there's something flawed in the foundation, then every other area of your life will not flourish how it's supposed to. So that was pretty much the big picture for me, that God is the center of it all. And when he, when it's, when it's, when, when the foundation is intact and is whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, your other areas of your life can prosper. Like he said, he wants us to be able to prosper. My name is Fantana Farrell. Well, um, I was born June 26, 1991, and um, I was born a premature baby. I was one pounds, two ounces. And um, according to the doctors, I wasn't expected to live. At the hospital, my, my birth mom um, really didn't take out the time to learn how to care for a premature child. So um, I was pretty much left at the hospital. When I was born, I was a drug addicted baby. Um, my mom was on crack. My dad was an alcoholic and stuff. So I was really um, a drug addicted baby and I just had a lot of issues as far as like crying a lot. Um, that's normal for a baby that's addicted to drugs because it's, which I researched is um, the baby pretty much is going into withdrawals. So that's why it explains like the baby cries uncontrollably. So I was doing that and I was still doing that at two years old. I went with my birth family, I guess. I don't really know much about what happened from me getting from the hospital to wherever I was at, but I just know that I went to my aunt's house, which was in my biological family, and she had 11 kids of her own. Well, the friend and family volunteered this information that I know this woman, she has a little girl, and they don't want her. They brought me somewhere and my mom met me and she was like I want her you know and so the, my aunt just let me go with her like it would like, I guess back then it wasn't like you had to do legal stuff like that so from there I lived a pretty decent life until I was about seven and then my adopted mother got addicted to drugs as well once that happened I kind of thought that maybe well, now that I'm an adult, I kind of felt like maybe it was necessary for me to um, experience that for some reason. I don't know. Um, I feel like it might be for me to be able to reach that type of person, somebody who's addicted to drugs, somebody who's or maybe going through somebody, a family member that might be addicted to drugs because it came from both sides. No matter which way I went, it's like I kind of fell into it anyway. So um, from the age of seven all the way into my adulthood was an issue, like, but I just kind of learned to cope with it. It was an issue as far as, like, I was 18 and I moved out with my friends. Like, when I moved out with my friends, it didn't go like I thought it was going to go, like, because I was in college. And so I was going to Grimmel Tech, <laughs> and when I moved out, I didn't realize that you had to have money to live on your own. So. Um, I was trying to get a job too. And with being, me trying to get a job, um, I lost my jobs that I was getting. I kept losing jobs. I didn't know why. I dropped out of college. 
because I was so worried about getting a job and not focusing on school. So that was my issue. And then I went back to my mom's house and I just met. And then I ended up um, dating, dating, in a dating life. And I met my kid's father and we ended up dating and getting together. And I got pregnant with my first son. I moved out on my own after I had my son. I moved out on my own to my first apartment. Everything was good for like a year. I was working and just coming home, take care of my kid. But um, in the mix of that, my mom was like helping me out, like with watching the baby, if I had to go to work and stuff like that. In my first apartment, I had to move because of my kid's dad. He had uh, like, they say, the rent office said, he had drug activity going on there. But I didn't know, because I would be at work. So I had to leave that place and then I got another apartment and then when I got my other apartment um but um I got my other apartment like maybe two months into living there somebody shot up an apartment some guys that didn't like my kids that they um shot up our apartment and that got back to the rent office and um you know I got a violation first and then another incident happened to where my kid's dad was showing a gun to somebody on the property. And that's when we had to move again. So when I had to move again, I had to move into my mom's place. But by this time, my sisters, which are my older sisters, had got involved and they was asking me questions like, what's going on? And what, I mean, do you need our help? And I just kind of like pushed everybody away for him. So um, they ended up calling CPS on me. They immediately um, drug tested. Well, like I said, I had to move back with my mom. So my mom was still, over the years, still doing stuff in her house, which I didn't know at the time. But if you go to somebody's house and they are involved in drug activity like that, it's um, on contact. Like, if you touch a glass and drink out of it, you could get it in your system. If you, let me see, if you eat off silverware, or if you sit on the couch, touch, touch anything and put it in your face, hand, like contact like that, it, you, it could get in your system. So I didn't know that. And so the whole time my son was being watched by her, it was getting in his system. And um, when I had to go back, it got in my system too, but I didn't know. So when CPS got involved, they immediately emergency removed, they call it emergency removal, where they removed my son from me and my mom. And he was four months old. It was a lot. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was crying really bad. And my mom, my mom was never a nurturing type person. But I knew it moved her in a way that she tried to comfort me. Like she tried to comfort me at this moment. I was just real distraught and everything. And so that lasted for seven months of his life that I missed. Um, and like I said, they, they drug tested everybody in the house. And they told me that my son had so much cocaine in his system to the point that he could have just went to sleep and died, like, like SIDS or something. Yeah, it made me feel scared. It made me feel like guilty and like, a bad mom 
So I knew something had to change. And I was sitting at my mom's house and I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. We get to the point where we don't really include God in our life, you know, but um, at this point I had, had to just bow down and pray. And be like, God, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I'm really in it. I'm really in over my head right now. Like, I don't know how, you, how this is gonna work out. And I knew like deep down inside, because this is the thing, our biological mom did not take care of us. It was four of us and she didn't keep none of us. So this right here to me, when my son got taken away, it was a generational thing. I never, never ever, like this made me really open my eyes to the fact that I don't want my son or any of my kids to go through what I went through with not having my parents. To, for me, it was, it was, it was motivation. I took classes that necessarily weren't for me, even though I wasn't the one doing drugs. I took the classes and I was humiliated for the sake of my son so I could get my son back. So I took Phoenix Center classes and the people there would always ask me questions about, so what's one of your triggers or what's something that, they would ask me like, questions like I was a crackhead or something. <laughs> and I had to answer, and my answers always would be something like, well, I don't know, because I never smoked crack. I don't know. I never smoked drugs, you know? So, I mean, I always stayed true to myself because I never wanted to admit that I did it, because I didn't do it, but it was my fault because it was my child, and I left him in the care of somebody. Um, so I did everything they required me to do. And they told me that they never seen a person come into their programs and finish in less than a year, like me. So when I first came, this is how I found out about work life. Um, just a little transparent moment. I came to the, I came to the first, Taylor's First Baptist because um, I was getting help with a utility bill. And they recommended, um, I don't know who recommended it, but some kind of way, somebody called me about attending work life. And at first I was like, I'm not too quick to join anything. Like, cause I'm like, is this gonna be a waste of time? Or, you know, what's the end result to this thing? And so um, I said, yeah, but I was very hesitant. And when I came to the first class, I was like, man, I do not know how this is going to end, but I just kept being curious, like, and I kept trying to get around to asking the question, like, so, so what, what's the end result of work life, you know? But something just never would let me ask that. Like, I know who it is, the Holy Spirit would not let me ask that. So, um, as the time went on, I just was like, I'm gonna just go with the flow and just see what happened. I mean, it can't hurt. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> so um, as time went on, work life really opened up my eyes to just the corporate side of things and how it, how it corresponds with God and how he views work and what that means to him. So, um, and another thing about work life is that I'm grateful for the people that I've met and talked to and got insight from because I, I've always had businesses inside me, but this, it was like maybe two or three weeks ago, we did 
um, a course on, like, if you had your own business. And I really enjoyed it because I never knew what it took to have a business plan. But it was so simple, but so complex at the same time. And now I kind of got a clear vision of, like, if I was to start a business, how I would do it, how I would go about it. You know what I mean? And, um, I mean, I just look at work life as like one of those stepping stones. Like, like when I was taking the Phoenix classes and the parenting classes, that was a step for me to do something else in my life. And I feel like work life is, an, is another step. It's me getting back on the staircase and step into another, another um, chapter in my life.